Welcome to the Love Lab podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Céline Rémy. Hello, hello, hello. This is episode number 33. And today we are going to talk to you about why so many men are bad in bed and don't even know it. I can't believe I said that out loud. I'm sure some people are already offended and we're not trying to do that. But it needs to be addressed because, well, first of all, like what do we mean when we say good versus bad in bed, right? So we're going to dive into that because it needs to be really like labeled. And then there's really a difference between what men think is great sex and what women think is great sex. Exactly. And this is the thing, right? So most of the guys who are listening to this right now go, yeah, probably most men are bad in sex, but they're not talking about me. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure that's what lots of the guys are thinking. Yeah, yeah, probably a lot of guys are bad at sex, but I'm not one of them. But here's the thing. The stats don't lie, right? So uh, healthywoman.org, they did a survey And they found that 62% of women admitted to not being satisfied with their sex lives. Wow. 62%. That's more than half. Yeah. That sucks. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that men are responsible for all of that. No. But it takes two to tango, right? It really does. Well, let me tell you something here for the women listening. You know, every time you held back telling you men that it wasn't that great or that what he did didn't feel good, you did yourself, your man, and the entire world of women a disservice because every time you 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 don't let him know that what he's doing doesn't work. He's thinking he's scoring and therefore he's going to keep doing it. So if he's staying in the relationship with you, it means things are not going to change. And if he's going, you know, if that relationship ends and he's going to see other women, it means he's going to do the same thing to another woman. And if it didn't feel good for you, it's not going to feel good to somebody else. Yeah. So let's, I want to just dive into a few more stats to mm. help illustrate this point, right? Okay, give us the numbers, Kevin. So, well, there's the, in that same survey, they have some numbers about women and their orgasms. Now, you know, we teach all the time that orgasm isn't the end goal. Mm-hmm. So I do want to state up front before I give these numbers that it's not all about the orgasm. However, reading these numbers gives you an idea of sort of some trends that are happening. Okay, so here it is. 62% of women always orgasm during masturbation. Okay, that's a pretty that's a pretty high number. That means most women will always, remember that word always orgasm during masturbation, which means probably most of them will at least from time to time. Well, that means women know how to repair their bodies. That's good. Wow. That's a good thing. (laughs) All right. 34% of women always orgasm during oral sex. Wow. That's not me. (laughs) I think I've orgasmed from oral sex twice in my entire life. It's just not how it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. But what's interesting I see is that it's, it's a little bit more than half as many women once you bring a second partner in. Now, granted, it's oral sex, which is different than masturbation. But the point is, is that all of a sudden now a a second person comes in and we see the The numbers numbers drop drop considerably. Mm -hmm. But wait, they drop even more. (laughs) 
27% of women always orgasm during intercourse where the penis enters the vagina. So basically only 27% of the women who have penis in vagina sex have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference? And actually, I'm going to ask that question in a second because I'm going to read the very last stat, which is 26% of women always orgasm during genital touching. So basically what we see is a huge drop-off once a second person enters the picture. So then the question is, what changes between when uh, a woman is by herself, Mm -hmm. self-pleasuring, and when a man or a woman in this case, because they don't specify whether it's necessarily a man or woman. Of course, obviously the penis and vagina one is very obviously a man. But when a second partner comes in, what's the difference? <laughs> I wonder. I think, you know, when, um, when you're masturbating, well, first of all, you're in charge at all time of what's going on. And that uh, you know the exact pressure you want, you need, and sometimes it takes a very little subtlety difference that could make it drop from like being close to an orgasm to not having it because of that change. But what I'm realizing is that I I think there's a misconception that okay now I'm having having partnered sex, therefore my partner should know everything that I want, so I don't need to speak it up. And, well, I can't tell the other person how to do it differently because then their ego is going to get bruised or they, they're not going to like it. So I'm just going to like hope for the breast and cross my fingers that I'll be in that 26% or whatever number it was of, of uh, 27% of the women who orgasms during intercourse. Um, and it really doesn't work that way. So if you just live it up to chance, live it up to a partner and don't speak up, the results are you don't get there. Okay, so the results are you most likely won't get there, or there's a high likelihood that you won't get there. Well, I like that you brought that part up, because what you're actually talking about right now is the woman's role and why she's not being satisfied once a man enters the picture. Mm -hmm. And that's great. Actually, I think we could do an entire episode on that. This particular episode, though, is focused on what the men are doing wrong. But I love that you brought that up, and the reason is, is because... I don't want this episode to be a let's blame all the men, oh, right? Gosh, no. Because like I said before, you know, it takes two to tango, right? So both people involved have something to do with the outcome, <laughs> right? So I love that you brought that piece in. Um, but in this particular episode, we really want to we want to help the guys. Like this isn't about actually blaming them, no. and this isn't about giving women uh, 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 some some ammunition to say it's all his fault. No, this is about <laughs> okay, guys. Let's look at the reality here. The women, once you enter the picture, aren't as satisfied as when they're by themselves. How can we help you with that? Mm-hmm. And I want to say before we give you like different things and and to to change, I want to really say that it's not all your fault. Like, I think education plays a big role in terms of there's very little that's being talked about at school. Um, if you've been lucky, uh, maybe you had an older brother or sister or siblings, whatever, uh, and you were able to piece things together. And that's kind of how you figured out the sex part. Maybe your parents gave you the talk, the one where you felt so embarrassed. You're like, okay, I got it, mom. Thank you. I don't need to hear about it. Um and then maybe you, uh, maybe you're younger, and all you know is porn, and it's not a good place for your education. And if you if you use porn as an educational tool, uh, most likely you're not going to do the moves that the women really want. <laughs> well, we we know that that here in this country, and obviously we're based in the U.S. 
Um, we know that the sex education is terrible, which is why there is such a thing as the Love Lab podcast. <laughs> We're here trying to fix all the stuff that wasn't ever taught at all or was taught incorrectly mm-hmm. or whatever. But, um, you know, looking at our podcast stats, I was noticing earlier today that we've been heard in 45 different countries. That's amazing. And thank you, by the way, everybody who listens Mm -hmm. from all around the world. We are super excited to have you listening to us. But as I look at the map and I look at the countries, and it's a wide array of countries. It's it's not. It's actually primarily not even English-speaking countries, although the majority of the downloads tend to be in English. But the, the when you look at the map, it's just lit up all around the world in all these different countries. And I can see that as bad as the sex education is here in this country, I know that in some of the countries I see on that map, it's even worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so education is a big part of it. Most people haven't really been taught the proper way, which leads us into... The mistakes. Mm -hmm. So what mistakes are men making that are contributing to this? Okay. So I think the number one is that they think that it's all about technique. And I hear that all the time. It's like, you know, especially when I work one-on-one with people, they're like, teach me, teach me the technique and stuff. And I'm like, if I was as simple as one button you could push, trust me, I would be giving it to you like right now. It might even, like, it would be free on my website. I would like be like giving this away so that every woman in the world would finally be fucked properly. But it ain't that simple. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's definitely not. So the, the takeaway here is that a lot of guys think if they just learn some tantric move or some position or some rotation yeah that suddenly it's all (laughs) going to be better and we're here to tell you that no now that doesn't mean don't learn those things yeah go ahead and learn them Mm because they're all tools in the toolbox right Mm -hmm. but it's not going to solve the problem by itself yeah and it's not always like how you do it i mean it's not what you do it's how you do it right and so it's always like everybody can play or most everybody who's decent at playing piano can play like a piece of Mozart, right? And they're like, yeah, I can play what he wrote. But not everybody's him, right? <laughs> right. They don't all have the same emotion, the same feel. One person can play that piece of Mozart and you go, oh, that was cool. And another person can play it and it brings tears to, in mm-hmm. your eyes. Like there's a big difference. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens in the lovemaking. Oh, yes. And we'll get to that. Mm. And by the way, we'll give you solutions. Right now, we're just giving you some mistakes. Right, right. <laughs> so keep listening. We're going to tell you what mistakes to avoid and then we're going to tell you what positive things you should be doing. Yeah, so this is foreplay. <laughs> Enjoy it. Oh, that's so perfect because you just led into the second one. <laughs> they go too fast. No foreplay. Now, <laughs> all right, I will say, guys, that I am very lucky that the sexual connection that Selena and I have is so juicy all the time that we can jump straight into penetration sex pretty much any time we want to and she's open she's lubricated she wants it and it's like boom that doesn't mean that she doesn't still appreciate foreplay but like it's possible whereas that is generally not the case for most people I think it's a good way right now. I want to redefine foreplay because for a lot of people, they're thinking foreplay, I got to go down on her. I got to massage her boobs. I got to do these free moves here and that's foreplay. And yes, again, that's a technique and that can work. But what kind of foreplay does she want? Because sure, I know you're mentioning, okay, we go often like straight to penetration. 
But oftentimes we have spent a half hour talking and uh, and and snuggling snuggling before that. And to me, that's foreplay. Touching, snuggling, cuddling, telling talking. me romantic things—that's、uh-huh. foreplay for me. And during the day, we we remind each other. Remember, we say that a lot. We call it constant arousal, where we remind each other of like your sexual. I love you. I want to fuck you. Grab a body part. We're like,、mm, can't wait to do you later. And so all of that is. Activating my brain, and our biggest sex organ is our brain. So that 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 connection happens with my little brain. So is my pussy. It's lit up and ready. And so I think it was really essential to reframe that that foreplay wasn't just licking the pussy three times and petting the butt because it can show up in many different ways. Exactly. And a lot of people forget that they just take it as this is like oh as soon as the door of the bedroom is closed I'm going to do that. We call foreplay the time in between each time you have sex. Yeah. And we'll, when we give you the solutions, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But for now, know that that you got to do something, no matter how you know. You got to figure out what it is she likes. You got to、mm-hmm. do something to get her、mm-hmm. more in the mood. Okay, this one, this is a big one that I I like to talk about because it's I think it's one of the things that that、uh, is so missing when working with men. Like like it's something I have to talk about with pretty much every guy, which is. They don't pay attention to the signs, and we've talked about this in other podcasts as well. And when we say the signs, what is the woman's body telling you? And guys, all right, we all got to be honest here, right? <laughs> yes, we listen to her words and what she's telling us, but the overwhelming majority of the information coming towards us is not from her words.、Mm-hmm. Isn't it like eighty percent of communication is nonverbal? Yeah, and and, <laughs> and and with a woman, it might be ninety-eight point nine in the bedroom. You mean? <laughs> Please be a Jedi mind reader. <laughs> so so that means. Um, really looking at her face. What do her eyes say? Does、mm-hmm. does she have a look of bliss or a look of discomfort? What is her mouth saying? Is her is her are her lips sort of curling up or are they curling down? <laughs> you know, is she flushed with excitement or is she pale with nervousness?、Uh-huh. Um, feel her pussy. Is it tight and? And hard to penetrate. Is it kind of dry, or is it just wide open and super lubricated already? Are her nipples hard? Like, what does her skin say when you touch her? How does she move or react? Like, there's so many different things. Everything you do from the moment you are talking to her, cuddling with her, touching her, penetrating her, there's a sign. There's a there's a reaction to all of those things.、Mm-hmm. And when we talk about this generally in in the In the context of when you're having sex, don't just be like, "Oh, I feel like pounding," and you just go ahead and pound, and you're oblivious to the fact that she's pretty much uncomfortable through the、mm-hmm. whole thing, right? So that's one way. Obviously, is should you go fast? Should you go slow? Should you pound? Should、mm-hmm. you be still?、Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, the point is there's so many signs that you can be paying attention to,、mm-hmm. and that's really important. And I think most men don't really do that. They have their own agenda in their head, and they just go. I love that you mentioned all the different things there, Kevin. It was really good, and I want to add a couple pointers for all our male listeners.、Um, the second of discomfort is literally sometimes just a second where we'll wince a little bit to just a weird twitch with our face, and then it's gone. And so you really need to pay attention because we're not going there for like three minutes and、ah, like that unless it really is uncomfortable. And 
the other part where what is she doing with her hands is she like pulling you forward towards her and like grabbing your butt and like like you know like bringing you deeper inside her or is she kind of like using her hand and pushing you away or like redirecting your hips a different way and like pay attention because that means a lot it could be like she's readjusting because the angle's not very good or, or it's too deep and she's not quite ready yet and so these are really subtle signs and all the others that Kevin mentioned are really good but these are like they're not so obvious and yet they are if you know what they are then you'll see them that's like we were talking about the other day uh with language, mm-hmm. right? When you're learning a new language, you often can't hear the subtleties of different, you know, syllables or pronunciations. Mm-hmm. Whereas the person who's the native speaker is like, my God, it's so obvious. How can you not hear that? <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so it's similar here in a sense that it may be hard for you at first to see the signs, but the more in tune you get, the easier it will be. Mm-hmm. So let's look at our, another mistake here, um, which ties in with the with the one we were just talking about. They are not present during the lovemaking. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about that, Kevin. Well, by presence, like, are you really fully there or are you distracted? And here's the thing. Guys sometimes intentionally distract themselves and other times <laughs> unintentionally distract themselves. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Right, right. <laughs> Grandpa. So, uh, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. <laughs> it's from Austin Powers if you don't get the reference. <laughs> but so the, the, the unintentional one is easy, right? That's the monkey mind. So there's, there's a lot of times when the guy is like, Oh, am I going to perform good? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, oh, I have this big meeting tomorrow. Or, oh, the kid's this. Or whatever mm-hmm. it is, there's all this distraction that goes on that really prevents them from really truly being present. Mm-hmm. And then there's the intentional distraction, which is a technique that's often taught to try to delay ejaculation. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think this is a terrible technique to teach because it creates another problem. Does it work? Yes, it can work to some extent, but then it creates another problem. It has a side effect. Yeah, she feels you're not with her. Exactly. It's like, why would I, so why do I want to make love with that guy who's not with me? Right. And that's, so that's the idea of uh, thinking, you know, baseball, 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 <laughs> trying to take your mind off the fact that you're actually in the middle of having sex right now so that you don't ejaculate. But the unintended side effect of that is that the woman instantly feels when you are not there. Mm -hmm. When you've checked out mentally, she knows it right away, and it is one of the biggest turnoffs Mm -hmm. for a woman. Mm -hmm. Like if you could create a list, Celine, of the things that are the biggest turnoff for you, I'm imagining that a guy who's not present with you in the room is way up on the list. Absolutely. Absolutely. And nobody wants that. I mean, I want a man's full attention. I want to feel like I'm the most important thing in his world, in his life, at least in this present moment. I want to see that I matter. I want to see that he loves me and that I'm beautiful. And if I don't see those things, then I'm kind of like not met. And that's the whole thing that we hear a lot of women talking about, like, he's not meeting me fully, or I don't feel him quite fully. And then she starts, it's not a good response, but that's usually the response that happens. She starts to guard herself and her heart because like, well, he's not really 
fully there so I'm not gonna fully love him so then it's this cycle where she doesn't fully love him and then he's like she's not loving me and I'm not giving her my all and both of them are frustrated oh that's a downward spiral it really is okay next one on the list guys ejaculate too quickly Mm -hmm. so when when you look at the stats and you realize that most women, if they are masturbating, 62% of them will always have an orgasm. And why does that go down to 27% with uh, penetration, with penis and vagina? Not enough pressure, not enough uh, time. Not enough time. <laughs> that, I can tell you that's the real reason why that number drops off. Mm-hmm. We know this from every study that's ever been done. Some studies said mo- the average man ejaculates in three to five minutes. Some studies say five to seven minutes. Even if... You doubled what the better study says and made it to 15 minutes. Well, those same studies also show that it takes the woman at least 20, sometimes 30. So they're just simply not going long enough. Mm -hmm. And this is why we created one of the programs in Power and Mastery, which is Master Your Ejaculation. We created this program specifically to help (laughs) teach men how to last long enough so that their woman will actually be satisfied. Mm -hmm. And believe me, man, yes, it's about satisfying the woman, but you have to realize that the longer you have sex, the more satisfied she is, the more satisfied you in turn will be. Mm -hmm. First of all, you get to have sex longer. So whatever those great, amazing feelings you're feeling during sex are, you just get to feel them for even longer. But also you'll reach higher states the longer that you Mm go. And then here's yet another benefit that a lot of men don't think about. If you fuck your woman proper, she will return that favor to you in so many ways. Ten times. Ten times. Tenfold Mm -hmm. in the meals she cooks for you or the way she loves you or the massage she gives you or the sex or blowjob, whatever it is, like it's going to come back to you 10 times if you really do a good job. I wish I could remember that saying. Like, do you remember like when you give a woman a seed and she makes a, a meal or a garden? Like there's a whole saying yeah. like... Yeah, I don't remember either. But basically the idea really of it is that. that a woman will, will multiply. multiply whatever you give her. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So give her orgasm. She's going to multiply that. <laughs> so please, if, you, if you're a guy and you struggle with this problem, as so many men do, please check out our um, Master Your Ejaculation program. Yes. It's at powermastery.com. It is well worth it. Mm-hmm. So let's go. We have two more mistakes. And so one is still that they're too much focused on the ejaculation, aka orgasms. So if you are just so focused on your end goal, whether it's to reach it or to avoid it, if you're there, you're not there with her. And so that's definitely a mistake. And then I think the last mistake is that it's it's not all about the intercourse or, or it's all about the intercourse because that's what they're thinking. Oh, I just got to like fuck her. But like we were talking about earlier, this whole thing of constant arousal, love foreplay, and that um, if, if all you focus on is the intercourse, you're missing a point. Yeah. So there's, there's all the physical things, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the stuff that we teach in Power Up Your Erections and the stuff in Master Your Ejaculation. There's all of that. And that's all great, like foundation foundational stuff but if you really want to get to the next level of sex you got to take it beyond all of that stuff and there's so many other levels all these subtle levels that aren't about the physical intercourse Mm -hmm. you know we talked about presence that's one of them but the communication Mm -hmm. i mean there's so many things in there 
that aren't really physical intercourse, but are hugely important to the success of any sexual encounter. Mm. Now, I know we, we, we don't, we try not to do too many plugs in this show because really this show is like our way of giving to the world. But we try to get as many of those subtle things, those techniques into our sexual mastery program as possible, which is also at powermastery.com. So there's a whole long list in there. We go into detail on what they are and how to use them and all of that. So if you're interested in the things that aren't just your physical performance, please check that out. Mm -hmm. So we are going to give you for our remaining five minutes, all of our solutions for you there. (laughs) Yeah. And I know it sounds like, wow, you're leaving us five minutes for solutions, but really we... we, We actually have covered a lot of it already in talking about the mistakes. We've already sort of talked about what the other (laughs) side is, but we thought maybe it would be good to sort of summarize (laughs) just the positive part before we we end. We're giving you what you're giving her, five to seven minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, totally unplanned. Uh, That was a good joke. (laughs) Now you have one of my said, I'm actually pretty funny, but I hold back a lot because I'm like, can people really get this? But Kevin gets this all day long. (laughs) I think she's quite hysterical. <laughs> so so basically, we're going to take each one of those and sort of reverse engineer them, right? So mm-hmm. if, if it's not all about technique, then what is it really about? Well, we, like we said, this is not about sexual performance. It's about sexual mastery. Exactly, which encompasses all of those mm-hmm. other more subtle techniques. Mm-hmm. It's how do you create intimacy mm-hmm. and deep connection? How do you be present? Mm-hmm. How do you communicate? How do you speak her love language? How do you speak her love language? I mean, and so many more, right? Mm -hmm. So don't just focus on the... And not just the physical, the energy. Right. Oh, that's a whole nother deep topic Mm -hmm. right there is the energy exchange. Yeah, but she feels that. Or what Taoism would call the uh, microcosmic orbit, which Mm -hmm. is this flow of energy that goes from the man Mm -hmm. to the woman, from the woman to the man and flows in this circle, right? And in a tantra philosophy where you've got a wand of light... Your lingam. So what can you do with that wand of light? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And going too fast, skipping the foreplay. Well, the the antidote to that is slow down. It really is. Find out what your woman likes and wants. What turns her on? I know Mm -hmm. a Celine words are huge. Mm -hmm. So if I just give her appreciations and tell her how beautiful and sexy and amazing she is, like that's huge for her, right? I think we have to stop this podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, so let's go a little faster. (laughs) The other thing is about paying attention. So like we were mentioning, paying attention to all of the signs. Uh, And they're subtle, but now that you know what to look for, so remember the color of her skin, the temperature of her skin, is there moisture, is there heat, her eyes, are they big and open, or is she shutting her eyes and her, her face is really tight, is her mouth relaxed, are her lips, is she biting her lips, or is she keeping her mouth really shut? Is she opening her mouth in a beautiful oh sound? Like, what is going on there? <laughs> exactly. And we gave you a whole bunch more signs uh, earlier. So look for all of those. Mm-hmm. Try. In fact, I would suggest make a game out of it. Mm. See how many different signs you can recognize the next uh, lovemaking session that you have. Mm-hmm. I bet you'll see a bunch that you, you realize you've never noticed before. Mm-hmm. Presence, presence, presence. It's, I think, one of the most sexiest 
thing that a man can have it's presence and if there's not only one trait that you're going to develop in your masculine power develop presence and then develop passion <laughs> well let's just put it this way and we want to make it super clear for the guys if a woman can have an orgasm every time or 62 percent of women can have an orgasm every time from masturbation and only 27 percent of the time when she's with a man if it were all about the orgasm for a woman she wouldn't need us Obviously, it's not all about the orgasm. Mm -hmm. There are other things that a woman really craves and desires and needs from mm -hmm. her sexual contact, mm -hmm. and presence is one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. All right, next. So if, if uh, the mistake was ejaculating way too fast, you have to learn as a man to control that. So the, the best way to do that is to learn how to separate your orgasm from your ejaculation. We talk about this in the podcast. They're not the same thing. They can no, be no, separated. No. Men, you can be multi-orgasmic. You can have lots of orgasms, and then you can choose when you want to ejaculate. And if. And if. It doesn't if. always have to end in an ejaculation. No, in fact, it really shouldn't, especially exactly. if you're a little older. Exactly. Oh, my God, this is so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the next one. What you can do is to create a sexy environment. So you want to look at, like, like we said earlier, it's not all about the intercourse. It's not all about, like, the techniques and stuff. It's like, what's the environment that you're in? Is there, like, beautiful candles? Is that inviting her into relaxation? Because if she's not relaxed, she can't, like, her nervous system can't go to an orgasm. So the things that you do also to make her feel relaxed and to create beauty for her, where she's, like, inspired to make love and not distracted by the TV or the pile of laundry or, like, a messy bedroom... Uh, think about that. Yeah, you know, I think we actually skipped that one when we were talking about mm -hmm. mistakes. And the, mis the mistake is not paying attention to the details, mm -hmm. right? The details of what's the lighting, what's the music, how does mm -hmm. it smell in the room, what does the bed look like? Like all mm -hmm. these things that make it really inviting. Mm -hmm. Those things are foreplay to a woman. They really are. And so when a guy are like, oh, I'm not really romantic, I don't know what to do. It's not just always about grand gestures and, and flowers. Those little things that anybody can do make a big difference making the beds cleaning up the bedroom adding candles like like these matter absolutely they do next one uh being too focused on their own ejaculation so this, the solution for that is having no agenda like the orgasm is not the destination mm -hmm. we talk about this all the time and and it just we need to keep saying it it's not the end goal mm -hmm. it's the journey just like in life right so go through the journey slow down don't have an agenda let the sex naturally sort of occur the way it's meant to occur in that moment which will likely be different every time you have sex mm -hmm. and that's the thing uh that that leads to a last point of creating that connection and sensuality so it's not all has to be sexual and when you create intimacy, when you create depth, when you create connection, it adds up to the experience. And that's what creates really, really good sex. And I want Kevin to tell us, so what is really, really good sex? Well, we have a, a, long, a long description for what we call really good sex. So we believe that if you're not having mind-blowing, fucking amazing, out-of-this-world, heart-opening sex, then you're probably not having good sex. Wow. So what that means is, is that when you walk away from your sexual encounter, mm -hmm. you should feel 
like, oh, that just blew my mind. That was amazing. Like, I, I got transported to another world. Mm-hmm. Like, my heart is open. I feel expanded. Mm-hmm. Like, you should feel so amazing. Like, you just had a healing session. <laughs> and you're, like, uplifted, inspired, or buzzing with with aliveness or juiciness. And, and yes, it's not always earth-shattering, but there's... There's something that's uplifting into it. Exactly. No, we don't want to set the bar so high that you feel disappointed every time you have sex because it's going to vary and some are going to be mind-blowing, other-dimensional, and some are just going to be more like, ah, that was like a nice, you know, uh, reset for the day. Uh-huh. You know? It's going to vary. But in general, you should walk away from most of your account- encounters feeling some of that, mm-hmm. to some degree of that. And what we find, too, is that the more we have sex, the more we want sex, and the better the sex is that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you're tired and stressed and you're only having sex once a month, the chances of getting to that mind-blowing, fucking amazing, out-of-this-world, multidimensional, uh, yeah, it can happen, but probably not. Uh-huh. If you're having sex more regularly, your chances of getting there... Much better. Absolutely. And trust us, we take the love lab very seriously. We've been we've been practicing all of that to make sure we had good data to show for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough work, but somebody has to do it. <laughs> all right, everybody, that's it for this episode. We will see you next week. <laughs> we hope you like this episode of the Love Lab Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.